reconciled to God, says Paul. Paul, the sower of churches in Asia and Europe, is writing to his church in Corinth after a major break in their relationship between the church there and him. We don't know what happened, but we know Paul is writing to heal that breach. Reconciling work is making right our relationships through the love of Christ. When we are out of right relationship with others in our lives, we can feel wounded, sad, lonely, angry. We may even grieve. If not these feelings, certainly there is some tension there. To remain unreconciled with one another, and therefore God will take one's path away from God's intent for creation, his grace and love through Christ, to a path that conforms more closely to the intent of powers we renounce at our baptism, the spiritual forces of wickedness, the powers of the world that corrupt and destroy, and our own sinful desires. It is a spiritual sickness. When we work to make relationships right again, we become, as Isaiah says, repairers of the breach, restorers of the streets to live in, and we are restored to health. Most of you have heard me talk about my father here in this pulpit. These stories have been heartfelt and homey. But behind these stories, there's a deeper experience. With relationship cutoffs on both sides of my family tree, there were breaches of trust and thus emotional landmines everywhere I turned. So it was not a surprise that my parents did not remain married. In the early 1970s, no one was schooled in the best way to manage the breakup of a family. There was no well-informed divorce therapy at the time. And consult the scripture for answers? No, <laughs> the Bible was preached on Sunday in church. That was my father's work. With dad now gone, the Bible on the coffee table was there to record family births, deaths, and marriages only. We did go to church and love good liturgy and music and a good sermon, but read the scripture at home? No. The break in our family caused much emotional sorrow, lots of anger. In the fog of my teenage pain, I did the only thing my family knew how to do. I chose to cut out my dad from my life and maintain the attitude of the wounded. Ah, dad left the family, I didn't. This cutoff situation continued for a long time. And it was a prideful decision that harmed me more than anyone else, of course. So what changed? When I was 30, my sister Catherine asked why I was still angry with our father. I realized then that I wasn't angry with him anymore. I was an adult. The choice was made as a young teenager, and it was the wrong decision. But I still live with that choice and suffered in spirit every day because of it. <coughs> I believed I had chosen a moral high ground. However, I was deceived by the power of sinful voice, forces because this so-called moral high ground was not rooted in God's love and his will for my life. Though I was growing in ways of the world in my 20s, learning the ins and outs of work life, testing the waters of relationships, through this time, my spiritual life was very much on hold because of our estrangement. The state of our relationship blocked any spiritual path forward though I still went to church. So the time had arrived for reconciliation with my father, which happened on his 57th birthday. 
I called my stepmother to ask if I was welcome to join in his celebration, and I was accepted with open arms. No explanation, just it's good to see you, a warm hug and a kiss exchanged with my father. It was the start of a new relationship amongst father and daughter and God. I was being restored to spiritual health. Until this moment, I wasn't seeking God's will in my life and certainly was not looking for ways to spread the good news of Christ. That thought never occurred to me. It was after this reconciliation with my father that I was free to open myself up to God's will for my life. Reconciling takes intention and an authentic desire to change. To look at yourself and your purpose with courage and honesty could be hard. And in that work, which was not done in one day, but during many years, I received the gifts of grace and mercy. I was forgiven by God for what I had done, and through the saving work of Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection, I was restored to health from the capture of pride and anger. And for that, I am very thankful. When we reconcile with God, we no longer spend the energy tending to spiritual burdens and can imagine a new life with one another and in the freedom found in God. We loose the shackles of death hewn by forces that take our focus off of God. We receive the renewal by our reconciliation with God and experience a rebirth of our life together in Christ. We as individuals and as a community are transformed. In a few moments, those ashes over there will be placed on our foreheads as a reminder that the love and power of God is ever-present in our lives. We only need to look out the windows of this church and rejoice in this glorious day we have been given. We were created from the dust of the earth, and the breath of life was breathed into us because God loves. God loves us, and God loves all of his creation. We will say together the litany of penance, a repentance of our wrongdoings, a request for restoration of our souls, a pardoning by God in reconciliation with him through Christ. We do this so that we can discern how the Holy Spirit is calling us to move forward in reaching out to others and living the gospel individually and as a church. As Paul states in his letter to us this day, we may during this Lent and forevermore move forward in great endurance with purity, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, love, truth, and by the power of God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord.